Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And as has become customary, uh, if we are recording the program in advance of uh, airing, I tend to let you know, just because a lot can happen apparently within the 24 hours that you know it takes to, to upload and, and play this. So uh, today is, let's see, uh, wow, we're already in August, kids. September's around the corner. School season starts again. Face diapers for everyone. Uh, but yes, today is August the 18th, year of our Lord, 2021, and um, there's a lot to get into. Uh, some things obvious, some things not so obvious, uh, but before that, uh, I, I think I know who sent the 100 pounds of chili. Uh, thanks for that, I guess. Uh, next time, I don't know, maybe some toffee. Uh, Belgian chocolate. I, I have never held uh, a Krugerrand in my hand. So uh, if, if, if you're feeling uh, charitable, I, you know, or, or a double eagle for that matter. Um, you know, I'm not picky. Uh, if, if it's gold, great. But thanks for the chili. Uh, it's going to feed a lot of people, uh, I guess. But uh, I I know that most of you listening are going, what was he talking about? Well, uh, apparently a couple weeks ago I talked about not not being able to eat at Skyline Chili when we were out at a conference. And someone heard it and they thought, hey, I have a great idea. I'm going to send 100 pounds of various chilies to this young man. Uh, Thankfully, though, I I think – they took into consideration that I have a wife and I have children. Uh, they sent the bean free, so no beans in any of the chili. Uh, but, you know, Hormel, yeah, I, I make a better chili than Hormel. I can't make a better coin than the Krugerrand, though. Just saying. But, yeah, feel free. You know, Belgian chocolate, the, the staff has a list uh, of what they would like uh, that, that supersedes chili. So toffee, nougat, Belgian chocolates, you know, the usual. Anyway, back to the reality of our lives and the circus that this nation has become. Uh, It's just, I I don't know what to tell you other than, wow. Uh, We've all heard about what's happening in Afghanistan, I'm assuming, unless you're living under a rock or... uh, you live in a Faraday cage, and you only come out to listen to this program, uh, in which case, thanks, uh, you know, for taking that hour and, and coming out of the Faraday cage. Uh, but it is getting um, tumultuous. Uh, the Taliban has retaken Afghanistan. Uh, there's no nicer way to put it. Uh, I'm fully expecting uh, a new wave of decapitation videos. I'm fully expecting a new wave of execution videos. I know, I know the Taliban promised they would be a nicer, gentler Taliban now. So we have nothing to worry about. If you believe that, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm tired. 
I'm tired of fighting with people that have their biases and their biases are so cemented that they're unwilling to see the reality of what's going on around them. Look, the, the bigger picture of this is that every single enemy of these United States has witnessed the projection of weakness on a scale the likes of which we haven't seen since, I don't know, Jimmy Carter. I know, I know, well worth it because Beth Moore got to see uh, Dr. Jill's hair flowing in the wind and whatnot, but uh, we're headed for some uh, choppy seas, children. Um, Basically, the Taliban now has an entire nation where they can train up terrorists, uh, where they can plan and plot and, and, and do gnarly things the likes of 9-11. Remember that? I know. We have such short-term memories. We forgot who did it. Who done did it? I know. There's two of you going, it was George Bush. No, I'm sorry. No, come on. Let's, let's, let's be honest with each other. All right? If we're still going down the George Bush did it route, there's bigger conspiracies to fry than that one. I know, I know, steel doesn't melt. I've read through it all. But they were still Taliban. These men were of a certain ethnicity, and they despised this nation enough to sacrifice their lives in the hopes of killing Americans. Now, uh, I want to I do this first before we get into a couple things. And by the way, we will be taking some questions uh, in the latter part of the program because Gino's all excited about that. Don't know what he's going to ask. This is why I like doing these because uh, they're off the cuff, their uh, immediate reaction. But I I need you to appreciate the irony of this. Excuse me while I sip my delicious beverage. Um, There was a CNN reporter that is currently in Afghanistan, as, uh, you know, the intelligent people like to say it. By the way, Jahir, Bayrak Hussein Obama's birthday party seems to have been a super spreader event. Even though CNN reporters, these people, they're sophisticated. They're sophisticated and vaccinated. There's no danger here. Um, Apparently there was. I know, I know. They all got the Fauci ouchie and still. Anyway, this reporter is doing a live report of what's going on in Kabul, Afghanistan. And uh, they're showing clips of, of, of members of the Taliban, you know, holding guns up in the air and chanting. And the reporter, I kid you not, you can find this on the interwebs. Go to the tubes. You will find this reporter saying the following. Uh, they're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. I kid you not. I know, this could have been a Monty Python sketch. 
yet a reporter said they're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. Now, let's take that reality that most of the propagandists in the media are so removed from the reality of the world they live in that people chanting death to America uh, is, is not a deal breaker because they're friendly at the same time, you know. And juxtapose that with the fact that there's plane loads upon plane loads of uh, Afghanis being uh, brought into various uh, locales within these United States. Apparently, Wisconsin got some, Texas got some, California is welcoming them. And I'm all for refugee, uh, you know, acceptance. I mean, my family was uh, a family of refugees. We fled communism. The problem is that the refugees they're allowing to come in aren't the ones that are being persecuted and threatened with execution. They're not Christian refugees. I looked at the pictures very closely of these airplanes that were uh, inbound, as the kids like to say. And I noticed something uh, very disturbing as far as I'm concerned. About 80 to 90% of the people on those planes were not women and children. They were fighting-aged men. Let that sink in for a second. An overwhelming majority of the people being transported into these United States on the airplanes coming out of Afghanistan were men of fighting age between, I don't know, 18 and 35. I understand that there's a big push to blame the big orange man for what happened in Afghanistan, although you can't. But they're still trying. Oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. How? Look, these people are utterly incompetent. Do you understand that those running the country at this juncture are utterly incompetent? They are buffoons. They know nothing of the real world because all they've ever done was suck at the teat of government. Joe Biden's never had a real job yet. He's a multimillionaire with mansions, oh my. And his crack addict son's painting, you know, newly minted artists selling for 500 grand a painting. This is the America you live in. This is what this nation has become. And when the ladies in Beverly Hills walking around with their little poodles in the Gucci bags, start getting stabbed in the face by Muhammad al-Muhammad al-Muhammad. I don't know. Maybe there will be an outcry, but I doubt it. We are projecting weakness as a nation. And right now, every single enemy that we have is licking their lips. Never mind the Taliban. They're a threat. But Al-Qaeda is likely to resurge too. Because... Look, we still have 15,000 Americans within Afghanistan. And they were told, well, you're on your own. Why are we prioritizing Afghanis of fighting age over American citizens as far as evacuations are concerned? 
Answer me that. Look, we're in a world of hurt, man, and the person that's uh, at the helm of this, he's just eating ice cream hoping somebody wipes the drool off his chin. Do you understand the magnitude of backlash that Donald Trump would have gotten if he would have reacted to this crisis the same way Joe Biden has? Joe Biden's MIA. He gave a a slurred speech that made no sense, uh, blaming, I guess, the Afghanis for not being willing to fight for their nation. And then he went back to wherever he was, you know, to eat his pudding. I told you this three, four, six, eight months ago. I kept repeating it. You are going to see an uptick in violent terrorism throughout the world. And now they have a home base. They have an entire nation. And I hope I'm wrong, but the videos that will make their way out of Afghanistan uh, regarding the atrocities that will be perpetuated upon Christians or perpetrated upon Christians uh, and and people who didn't go along with the Taliban and who didn't chant death to America are going to be horrendous. And our uh, quote-unquote president as well as the vice president. Because remember this, Back a few weeks ago before uh, this this turd muffin hit the fan, Kamala Harris was taking uh, credit for uh, our, our speedy evacuation of Afghanistan. Where is she now taking credit for this? Underground, gone, no sign. Donde esta your leader, as they would say in California? No se... That means I don't know. You're welcome. I'm, I'm teaching you a new language while giving you wisdom. Very few people in the world can do this. So um, while the southern border is open and uh, COVID-positive uh, migrants are flooding through, uh, the U.S. Uh, health officials are recommending that all Americans Get booster shots. So uh, you can't, but I, you knew this was coming because, you know, one shot per individual or two shots per individual, that's, that's a nice payday for big pharma. But still, if you can somehow get people to get the Fauci ouchie every six to eight months, I mean, that's a cash cow that just keeps on rolling. Gravy trains a plenty, baby. So, yes, all Americans, not, not just the ones that are uh, of a certain age, not just the ones that have pre-existing conditions, all, every single one of you that got on this ride, stay on the ride and pay another ticket. U.S. health officials are recommending all Americans get COVID-19 booster shots to shore up their protection amid the surging Delta variant 
and evidence that the vaccine's effectiveness is falling. No kidding. How about the effectiveness of your immune system? How about the effectiveness of antibodies, huh? We don't talk about antibodies anymore. Why? Well, there's a reason. And it's not your safety. And it's not your well-being. Go get jabbed over and over and over and over again. This is it. This is a lifetime's worth of profit. How can we turn that down? U.S. health officials call for booster shots against COVID-19 on Wednesday. They recommended that all Americans, you know what, maybe, maybe you should get like the Moderna on one arm and the Pfizer on the other and then the Johnson & Johnson right on your forehead. That way you'll be so protected you'll be dead. The plan, as outlined by the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and other top authorities, call for an extra dose eight months after people get their second shot of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. The doses could begin the week of September 20th. Health officials said people who received the single dose of Johnson & Johnson will also probably need extra shots. You can't leave Johnson & Johnson out of the you know, play. They need money too. But they said they're awaiting more data and have yet to work out the details. So if you survived the blood clots from the first Johnson & Johnson vaccine, worry not. You're going to get a second one. Maybe this one will kill you. The overall plan is awaiting a Food and Drug Administration evaluation of the safety and effectiveness of a third dose, the official said. Now, we talked about this uh, on, on the previous program, how uh, yesterday's heroes are today's unemployed, and uh, the people implementing this are so myopic. They are so nearsighted as far as the consequences of their actions are concerned that it's frightening. But, again, top to bottom, I, I've said this before, I know it because it's the truth, and if you go back in the archives, I'm sure you'll find it. And what I said was this, when God blesses a nation, you don't have to get everything right. You don't have to be the sharpest tool in the shed. You don't have to have foresight to, to the point of being prophetic. God just blesses the nation. Things work out. But when God is against the nation, even the most brilliant minds won't be able to make it work. When God is against a nation, even if everything seems to have been done right, it turns out wrong. Now, what we have here is not the most brilliant minds doing everything right and still coming up short. What we have here are mental midgets, people with likely dementia, individuals whose only reason for being in government is a piece of paper from Yale about human studies or some ridiculous thing. They have no real-world experience. 
like the CNN reporter said, they're chanting death to America, but they seem friendly. That's pretty much the umbrella that this current administration is under. They have no real-world experience. They don't understand that there are people throughout the globe that would celebrate their death in the most gruesome way possible. They don't understand that even though the Muslim world refers to Israel as the little Satan, they refer to us as the great Satan. But I know, I know, uh, we receive migrants and refugees. I, California is going to get bloody, man, because this, this, this is not going to end well. Let me just throw that out there so that there's, uh, you know, evidence that I said it before there was even a foreshadowing of what was coming. This is not going to end well. Uh, I ran across this article, and, and, and it bears reading because it's true. Uh, we're entering day five of a crisis where thousands of American civilians are trapped in Afghanistan, and the president of these United States was on vacation. Like I said, if the previous administration had been confronted with the same situation and acted in like fashion, you'd never hear the end of it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every talking head, every propagandist, how can they not do something? So, again, five days in, thousands of American civilians still trapped in Afghanistan And the president of these United States was on vacation. He's still nowhere to be found, is not talking to the American public, and is totally incommunicado. Yes, that's a word. That means non-communicative. He's not even releasing statements or speaking to other world leaders. Well, maybe he needs a nap, fourth one of the day. After they change his diaper, there's not much to do. So, you know, naps work. At first, over the weekend, as this crisis unfolded, I thought Joe Biden's decision to remain at Camp David was a smart one. One way to downplay a calamity is to not add to the drama with presidential appearances. The thinking being, Americans want out of Afghanistan. Let the country fall. Just make sure the embassy is evacuated. Yeah. Well, little did I know this administration was so caught off guard by the Taliban, there are still thousands of American civilians trapped in a country overrun by Islamic terrorists, which is the equivalent of being stuck behind enemy lines during World War II with a Nazi takeover. It is a good comparison. Examine just how abnormal and disturbing Biden's behavior is. We have thousands of American civilians civilians stuck in a country overrun by jihadists who hate us who hate the u.s government 
And the U.S. government has already admitted it has no idea when it can get these civilians out. They've already admitted that they cannot protect them as they make their way to an airport where a flight might not be waiting for them. And the President of the United States was hiding out at Camp David. But that's okay. Beth Moore liked Lady Gaga's outfit. I told you. I don't like saying I told you because it makes me seem pompous. But sometimes I have to say I told you. After this election was done, I told you. You have no idea what you've done as a nation. You have no idea the pit that you've dug for yourself. Uh, as, as the old, was it Frank Sinatra that saying we've only just begun? Probably not. I don't know. He's the only crooner's name that I know. I know there were a couple others, but eh, I, it, it was before my time. Well, kids, we've only just begun. Because seeing the projected weakness of these United States, seeing us flee our embassy, having to burn top-secret documents, seeing us abandon military hardware in the billions with a B that the Taliban now has. What do you think uh, players like Iran or North Korea or Russia or China are going to say? How do you think they will react to our projected weakness? I know we like to think of ourselves as beyond um, the law of the jungle. We like to think ourselves as having progressed beyond the sometimes simplistic definition of if I am a predator and my prey looks weakened, that is when I pounce. But this is the way the world has been since its creation. When a predator sees weakness in its prey, that is when the predator pounces. If I'm walking down the street and an 87-year-old dementia-ridden patient in adult diapers is walking down the street licking an ice cream, and a predator assesses me and that individual, who do you think they're going to mug? Hmm? Who do you think they're going to hold up? Who do you think they're going to punch in the face? Take their wallet. Make sure you don't touch the diaper. That's the way the world is. This is a fallen world. When predators see weakness in their prey, they pounce. And so don't be surprised if it gets bloody quickly because every other nation that was afraid of, I know, I know, well, Donald Trump didn't do much. He kept them on a leash. They had a deal with the Taliban. The Taliban understood that if we don't keep to the deal that we made with the big orange man, he's just going to send a bunch of missiles. Or when we're coming out of our, uh, you know, favorite patisserie, having eaten some baklava, 
a nice little rocket will blow up our Mercedes Benz as we're trying to go back to our tent and longingly stare at our goats. They understood that the projected strength of the United States was not an illusion. Ask Suleimani how many teeth he had. Oh, you can't, because his teeth don't even exist anymore. And now we have Senor Robinette Biden, whom, and again, it's... uh, Apparently, it was one of his uh, close advisors that leaked this. So I tend to believe it because I understand the nature of the man. Uh, But when uh, he was asked, what are we going to do with the civilians and and how do we get them out? His uh, reply was, F them. I tend to believe it. Because if the apple doesn't fall far from the tree... The same DNA roiling around in Hunter Biden is the DNA that's roiling around in Robinette Biden. And these are small, weak, impotent men who rage whenever their impotence is exposed. So let's get back to the article. I know, we, we, we had a little pause in our reading, but it was necessary. Because you need to understand So it doesn't catch you by surprise. So it doesn't catch you off guard. So you don't spend your money buying books about rising phoenixes. There's no phoenix rising. We're in a downward spiral. And the one thing that could save us, we refuse to do as a nation, which is repent. So stop. God's going to say, are we worth saving? Well, everyone, don't, don't Nancy Pelosi me, all right? Well, everyone's got a spark of the divine. Stop. Stop. Look, any reasonable human being will look at what this nation has become, at what the church has become, and acknowledge that judgment is deserved. Now, whether we have more time or not, that's up to God. But the time that we do have will not be as the time that we've had thus far. You will not know peace as a nation. You will not know comfort as a nation any longer because you embraced darkness and turned your back on light. You embraced perversion and despised righteousness. America will never be what it was. If you're still hoping for it, God bless. But I have to tell you the truth. So, let's pull back on the throttle a little bit with the rising phoenix. Any day now, really. I see what's coming. And I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. I see what's coming, and and, and for the sake of the children, I hope God tarries. Because every single thing that we believe to be a pillar 
holding this nation up will crumble under its own weight. And at our moment of greatest weakness, the wolves will pounce. We have thousands of American civilians stuck in a country, overrun by jihadists who hate us. The U.S. government has already admitted it has no idea when it can get them out, has already admitted it cannot protect them as they make their way to an airport where a flight might not be waiting for them, and the President of the United States is hiding out. He's not tweeting, though. No mean tweets. Aren't you happy? Hey, Beth, how's it going? What's more, the messaging from the White House is in utter disarray. White House Press Secretary Lion Ginger, <laughs> uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, Jen Pistaki, the girl that has an affinity for communism. Um, can't even guarantee every American will make it out safely. And the President of the United States is hiding out at Camp David. Biden was nowhere to be seen. He didn't walk out of his Camp David retreat to take a few questions or make a statement. He's still not releasing statements that say things like, nothing will be left undone to ensure that every American is evacuated safely. Again, from reports, uh, Joe decided to go the other way. F them. They probably didn't vote for me anyway. Biden isn't doing anything. He's hiding. Even today, back at the White House, he's hiding. Thousands of Americans are stuck in a foreign country, overrun by our mortal enemies. And their president has gone AWOL for four full days. I'm waiting. And it breaks my heart to say it, but I'm waiting for that first decapitation video, followed by a second and a third and a fifth. And by the time it's all said and done, we'll be numb to the reality that their government abandoned American citizens to be slaughtered by the terrorists they tried to make a deal with and believed at their word. Uh, we have no animosity. Yes to America! Oh, but they're friendly. One of them's eating a lollipop while yelling death to America. Look, if I've learned anything in my 46 years on this earth, is that you have to believe people when they tell you they want to hurt you. You have to take people at their word when they threaten you. You can't just brush it off and go, ah, maybe he is kidding. You know how these people are, you know. They, they, they come out of the tent and they, oh, look, it's sunshine. Death to America. Believe them when they say this is what they want. Believe them when they say this is their goal and this is their agenda. 
And the article continues. And where is Kamala Harris? There are rumors that she's keeping hours that would embarrass the banker, strolling into the office at 9.30, 9.45. This is not normal. Well, she's just waiting for Joe to either step down or die. She's probably measured the drapes in the Oval Office 50 times by now. And if you thought Joe was an idiot, mm, mm, mm. you ain't seen nothing yet. Because you can only mask how stupid you are by granting sexual favors to older men with power for so long. There's nobody else that Kamala Harris can pleasure now. So her stupidity will be on full display. Let's put it that way. See, I'm trying to be nice. I really am. This is me nice. I was uh, talking to my little brother. I think we're going to have two angry bros because uh, he's got opinions too. And sometimes I'm, I'm downright mild compared to his opinions. So uh, we, we may do that at one point, have a two angry bros uh, radio program where we talk about, you know, the events of the day, the inevitable collapse of the United States, the inevitable collapse of the U.S. economy, housing market, stock market, you know, fun things, fun things. But back to Kamala Harris, nowhere to be found. Never in the history of American politics have I seen a president disappear during a crisis like this, not with so many Americans' lives at risk. But I have seen it elsewhere, the article says. In Russia in 1941, when Joseph Stalin had a psychotic break. In June of 1941, about an hour after Stalin went to bed and two years after signing a non-aggression pact with Hitler's Germany, Hitler launched Operation Barbarossa, a full-fledged invasion of the Soviet Union. Stalin was so shocked, so caught off guard, so unprepared, so humiliated, he fell completely apart and for three full days as the Nazis made historic advances, killed thousands and drove towards Moscow, Stalin refused to do anything. He was completely out of touch as his country was ravaged. The reasons for his breakdown are obvious. Every disastrous decision, every strategic and political mistake he'd made with Germany had just come home to roost, and he had no idea what to do about it. Eventually, Stalin got his act together and repelled the German invaders, but the cost to his country and tens of millions of Russians was almost unfathomable. Hopefully, that will not be the case here. But that is exactly what an already mentally reduced Joe Biden is facing. The terrible, world-shaking consequences of his terrible decisions. He stupidly broke the Trump administration's agreement with the Taliban, which gave the Taliban license to break all promises and invade. He stupidly removed our troops before he removed our people. And that's key. He removed the troops before he removed the civilians. He stupidly removed our troops in the summer when the Taliban are organized instead of the winter. 
when they're all back home waiting out the frigid weather. He stupidly left behind billions and billions and billions of dollars in fully operational U.S. war equipment. And now, Biden's up and disappeared, gone into hiding, gone AWOL. His administration is in utter disarray, just like any government would be without someone in charge. And I'm going to stop reading that here because it's just getting depressing, isn't it? And I promised that I would take some questions. And since time, or as, as they used to say in Latin, tempus fugit, time flies. You know, I know. See, sometimes I, I, I sprinkle a little Latin in there just, just for those of you that are highbrow. Uh, but yeah, we're going to take a couple of questions, see where it goes. If I don't like the question, I'll say pass. And even if I do like the question, I may say pass. So, Gino, <laughs> on deck. Go for it. Hey, Mike, you know, uh, just as the Roman Empire and other empires fell, do you think we're in the precipice of the fall of the empire known as America? <laughs> Is this your question or somebody actually sent it in? This one's mine. This one's mine. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I think that our fall will be far more accelerated than the Roman Empire. So because it will be accelerated, it will be far more violent. Do I think we're, we're in the beginning stages? Yes, absolutely. Look, all you have to do is look around. We're being invaded by, by every possible nation who wants to do us harm while our leadership wants to sing kumbaya and hold hands and, and, and make a chain of love around the globe. doesn't work that way. When somebody's chanting death to America and you put them on an airplane to bring them to America, guess what's going to happen? They're going to try to carry out their primary mission, which is death to America. But that's okay. They said it in a friendly fashion. Look, I I know this is going to sound mean-spirited, but at this juncture, we may just be too dumb to deserve to live as a nation. I mean, the things that we're focusing on are irrelevant to 99% of the world. The thing that this, this administration has poured billions of dollars into and is laser-focused on will become irrelevant the moment people start starving to death. What was it? Millie was investigating white rage in the military? How about the Taliban taking over Afghanistan, buddy? Huh? Maybe that should have been at the top of your list other than white rage. What, transgenders in the military? That's our big focus now? Not military readiness? Look, we deserve it. I'm sorry. It's like, you know, having a fully grown adult that you keep saying, don't stick the fork in the socket. Don't stick the fork in the socket. They still try to do it until they get zapped. Sorry, I told you not to do it. You're an adult. We, it's it's going to be brutal. Because this generation doesn't understand what lack is. This generation, other than standing in line for the new, in, in, in line for the new iPhone, they don't understand what it is to stand in line. 
to, 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 to be there for three, four hours and you're almost there and they tell you, oh, we've run out of bread. Yep, we've run out of butter. We've run out of milk. Maybe next time. Psychologically, 80% of this country is going to go bananas when, when things get really difficult. So, but yes, I do believe that, that we, we're free-falling right now. It's not even, we're not on the precipice. We're free-falling. Yep. And, you know, when you hit bottom, we go splat. Next. People ask, uh, what does it mean when God removes his hand from a country? Uh, you know, there's Bible verses about the borders of a nation being protected by God. People have asked I, what I, that I, means. Well, I just explained that in the earlier part of the program. is when, when God's hedge of protection is over a nation, when God favors a nation, when God is for a nation, when God wants to bless a nation, even if its leadership isn't the brightest, even if the decisions they make are questionable, it ends up being the right play. It ends up being the right move. You can't tell me George W. Bush was the brightest tool in the shed, but somehow, you know, it could have been a lot worse than it was. Same for William Jefferson Clinton. I mean, the only reason Bill Clinton succeeded was because we had the, you know, Internet boom. We had the dot-com boom. We had, you know, a great economy, and it wasn't because he was so smart. Let's face it. Bill was busy doing other things as well as doing other people. So it's not like, you know, he, he was focused on economic issues. God blesses a nation when he chooses to, and, and, and that nation succeeds in spite of itself. That nation succeeds in spite of any obstacles placed before it. Look, if you want to see providence, if you want to see the magnitude of what God can do, look at the beginning of this nation and how precarious its position was. And look at its explosive growth throughout, you know, what, 200-odd years. And now you're going to see the precipitous fall of this nation because God has removed his hedge of protection, because God said, ah, you spit in my eye one too many times. All Amen. I have to do is yep. leave you to the desire of your heart. God, God yep. doesn't have to, 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 to get mean. He doesn't have to get Machiavellian. He doesn't have to pull out the whips and chains. All God has to do is leave you to the desire of your heart, and you'll enslave yourself. You doing what your heart tells you to do will wound you and hurt you and destroy you more than God has the heart to do. I don't know if that makes sense to you. You being left to the desire of your heart will damage you more than what God is willing to do because he still loves. God is love. He loves his creation. So what you are willing to put yourself through oftentimes is, is more horrendous than what God is willing to put you through. But he'll just leave you to the desire of your heart. And you'll do all the heavy lifting, kid. Next question, Gene. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike, you saw another 911 in the United States. And uh, pretty powerful dream about it. Um, 
Open borders, of course, we know the whole southern border. They've allowed a million, 200,000 people in. But how bad do you think a coordinated another 911 will be? Well, right now, the economy is teetering on the precipice. It doesn't take a lot to push it over the edge. It doesn't take a lot to, you know, have a breakdown in supply chain. Uh, personally, the way I'm seeing this play out is it's, it's, it's not so much as a building coming down. It's not going to be anything that pompous or that extravagant or that, you know, eye-catching. Uh, you go and you poison the water supply in Atlanta. You go and you poison the water supply in Miami. Uh, things like that where it's the uncertainty of one's own safety becomes such a reality that people living in constant fear will give themselves strokes and heart attacks. Look, there, there, there's a passage in the Bible that says that may, men's hearts will fail them for fear of what is to come. It's not even the things they see, it's the thing they see on the horizon. So, again, I, I, I don't think it'll be anything bombastic, but I think it will likely hurt more than 9-11 did. Let me, um, let me uh, just end it that way. I want to interject my own question about that. Uh, could there ever be a possibility of a small nuke 911 in a city? Anything is possible. Look, look how much stuff we abandoned. We left <laughs> That's what the I mean. Taliban. Yeah. You know, it, the Iranians, I, I know, the Iranians now promise that they're, because they, they've already revved up their, uh, you know, nuclear processing. Yep. You know, but they're saying it's only going to be used for peaceful means. <laughs> Does anybody believe that, honestly? Because if you believe that the Iranians aren't looking to make nuclear weapons, and use them as quickly as they made them, then, again, you're, you're naive regarding the ways of the world. You're naive regarding the way things will play out. Because just like the lovely, friendly people chanting death to America in Afghanistan, you have the self-same individuals or similar individuals chanting the exact same thing. Look, all they need is the opportunity. They will not hesitate. Yeah. Especially with, you know, Robinette Biden at the helm. He's going to write a strongly worded letter? <laughs> is that it? So, look... We're, we're in that time. We're in that situation where we, we need to get alone with God. We need to pray and seek his face. We need to strengthen our resolve as individuals. We need to make peace with the idea that we're not going to be able to save everybody. We need to make peace with the idea that hard times are coming. And that a lot of people are going to be hurting. 
and do what you can for whomever you can. But if your expectation is to save everyone, it's, it's going to break your heart more often than not. And you're going to come to a point where you, you'll just get exhausted. That's why, why don't you keep telling your grandpa's message? My grandpa had the vision in 84. Anybody who wants to read it can read it. Anyone who wants to hear it can hear it from his own lips with me translating. I don't have to beat that drum. The warning was put out. We rejected it. Now comes the inevitable consequences of our rejection. So this is where we are. It's as simple as that. Next question, Gene Bean. We get calls and questions about this. You, You lived in communism in Romania with the eroding of freedoms in America, for instance, on Twitter, Taliban are able to have Twitter accounts, and Trump's not. What would you describe American freedom today as being? A farce. Look, the the only reason we still have the illusion of freedom in this country is because they haven't been able to take the guns away. And people people would... But as as far as tyrannical multinationals look they silence whoever they want to silence they, they deperson whoever they want to deperson i mean there's there's people with medical degrees just because they disagree with the fauci ouchie uh you know they're they're basically just erased you you can't find a trace of them anywhere on the internet they get scrubbed and it's not Google's place, it's not Facebook's place, it's not Twitter's place to determine what is true or not. They are a platform. It should be free exchange of ideas because once you begin to censor individuals, once you begin to deplatform individuals, once you begin to, you know, pick which narrative you want to succeed, Well, what if uh, a certain political figure comes along and says, hey, I need your help with this. I need you to pump this narrative. And they do it. That means you've become a propagandist. This is why I, I encourage people, look, stay off these platforms as much as you can. Because they're trying their hardest to brainwash people. They're trying their hardest to convince people of something that the people know inherently doesn't seem right. You know, have you, have you ever, like, touched a fake $100 bill? And, and, and even though, you know, you, you're counting out the money, something felt off, even if it was just a millisecond, that, that, that touch transmitted to your brain. You go, whoop, something's off here. People are realizing this. They hear the media speaking things. They hear representatives of the government saying things. And they're like, "Eh, something's off here. Look, most of the people that are coming out telling us what's happening in Afghanistan are no better than Baghdad Bob. You remember Baghdad Bob? (laughs) The Americans were rolling through Baghdad, and Baghdad Bob kept insisting that they were pushing the Americans back to the borders. We're winning. We're winning. They're doing the same thing. We're seeing people basically trying to cling to an airplane. 
as it's taking off because they know what's awaiting them if they don't get away and falling to their deaths. And you're telling me that even though they're chanting death to America, they're friendly? Do you think those people trying to scamper onto airplanes and, and, and falling into somebody's hut are doing it just because they wanted the rush? They know what's coming. They know what the Taliban is going to do. Like I said, by the time this is over, you're going to see so many decapitation videos, you'll grow numb to it. But people just aren't getting it yet. I know, you know, small price to pay to see Dr. Jill's flowing hair. Thank you, Beth Moore. Anyway, Gino, we got two minutes. I'll let you wrap it up. That All is right, the brother. end of the question and answer. If you have any more, you know where to send them. And uh, I may be so inclined as to answer them. Again, the person with the chili. Toffee, Belgian chocolates, <laughs> and gold coins are accepted. God bless. Godspeed. Well, thank you, Mike. I think he pretty well, you know, shared what's on the watchman and watch ladies' hearts. You know, Ezekiel 33. When I warn a country through the watchman, and they don't. People don't listen. The blood is not on the watchman's heads. But guess what? God says the trouble will come. The people don't take heed to the warning. And we have to warn. And it's very clear. These are questions that many people are asking. And uh, Mike answered them. Uh, Biblically, you see Revelation 18, the one hour, one day, fall of this country when the judgment finally happens with Russia and China and nuclear attack. And it's very sobering. And what we need to do is really turn close to the Lord, be close to the Lord, not even keep telling people just turn close to the Lord. We need to be close to the Lord and turn to him with what? Humble, broken, repentant hearts. And uh, a broken and contrite heart the Lord will not despise. We're still preaching the message of repentance as long as we're able in our country to do that. And there's always hope in trusting and repenting to the, to the Lord. So please let others know about the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Uh, we will be putting it up on YouTube, or Rumble and uh, getting it out through that platform. Thank you so much for listening today, and we pray God bless you and God strengthen you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all